Welcome back to Faith and Family. I'm Eddie Bates. Ever thought about surfing on a Mercy Medical Team? A team of people that are equipped with uh, the unique skill sets and sometimes very broad skill sets and uh, also equipped with the good news of Jesus and a heart to to bring that mercy of Jesus to those who need it around the world. We've uh, we've sent several Mercy Medical Teams uh, around the world to uh, to to do these acts of mercy, to carry out these acts of mercy, and to bring the good news of Jesus uh, where it is needed. And uh, most recently, a team served in Madagascar. Joining me by phone now, Emily Simonson. She was on that Mercy Medical team to Madagascar in July, just uh, just uh, what a month ago. Emily, welcome to Faith and Family. Uh, thank you, Andy. Emma here. <laughs> oh, Emma, I'm sorry. I just said Emily. Emma, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Good to be here. Glad to have you with us. Emma, what prompted you? How did you find out about the Mercy Medical Team, and what what got your attention? Why did you apply to be on this Mercy Medical Team? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I found out about, about it by reading um, Lutheran Witness, I think is how I uh, first found out about it, and then was able to research it online and go through the application and all that. And really, I mean, there's a need for, to fill these teams. There's a need to go and... So I have the time and energy to do it. So I'm happy to go. And I'm a grad student right now. So uh, the opportunity to work with patients, get out of the classroom was really exciting for me. Now, tell me a little bit about, uh, do, have you served in, in a health career or training for a health career? Or uh, was it simply, I'm a, a layperson and uh, this is something I have the gift of time. I can go do this. I am an athletic trainer. And then I'm also a uh, physical therapy student. Um, I have one year left in school, but uh, I was able to use my skill sets there as an athletic trainer, as a physical therapist, uh, but there's also hardworking lay people that can go. There's absolutely a place for everyone on the team. So how did you, how did you prepare for this? Had you served in uh, or traveled abroad or served in any kind of uh, short-term mission like this in the past? I had um, back in undergrad, I went to Haiti for about a week and it wasn't a mercy medical team, but it was um, a mission trip and we did work with a couple orphanages there. So I had been abroad a couple of times before this. So you had some idea of, uh, you know, to, what to expect, but how did you prepare for this trip? Uh, to prepare, they gave us a lot of resources. Um, Anne was really good at emailing us and giving us resources, whether it was articles or books to read. Um, they're also listed on the Mercy Medical Team's webpage, I'm pretty sure. And so I read a couple books, read up a couple articles, and just did a little bit of research um, in terms of Madagascar and their culture and um, Mercy work as well. What did you learn about uh, Madagascar and the culture before you uh, traveled? Um, I wish I could have read more, but uh, learned about their um, religion, and um, there's just a lot with um, maybe uh, not so much voodoo as in Haiti, but there's um, definitely uh, they contact mediums, and uh, they'll go through those kind of routes. And so uh, Christianity is definitely prominent, but um, it has a lot to fight with when they're, um, you know, this is part of their culture that they contact mediums and things like that. So you prepared yourself and uh, with all the resources that were available to you and you get on a plane. What happens uh, when you get on the ground? Um, uh, Where did you land in? And then how did you get to your site? Yeah, for sure. So 
uh, was a long, long couple plane rides. Um, but once we landed in Madagascar, we got there a couple hours late, um, but we arrived, I think it was about 2.30 in the morning, Madagascar time, and got through customs. We actually stayed at a guest house um, run by the Malagasy Lutheran Church. We stayed there for a couple hours, then had breakfast, and then we had a four-hour uh, van ride up to uh, the hospital we were staying at. And so after that four-hour uh, bus ride, we got there. We just started getting settled in. You know, we found out where we were going to stay. We were able to put together all the supplies that we had and just kind of get to know our teammates as well since we weren't weren't sitting together on the plane. We were pretty tired on the bus ride, so we got to actually start talking to people and get to know everyone. What was your job on site in Madagascar? It was a lot of fun because you can serve in many different roles. So at clinic, there's set roles, and those can absolutely change every day. Uh, So the first day, I was just taking uh, pharmacy prescriptions. I was just taking those from the patients and then directing them where to sit until it was filled. Um, But then what I really enjoyed was the vital station. So every patient that comes through, they'll get their temperature, their blood pressure, their heart rate, and then their pulse or their um, oxygen saturation taken. And so working with alongside the Malagasy nurses and then being able to interact with the patients, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, The Malagasy nurses, (laughs) one of the days, started to teach me a few phrases. So I was able to learn some Malagasy, try to communicate with the patients. You know, I'm messing up. The patients are laughing. I, I had a great time being able to interact with them and get to know everyone that way. Tell me a little bit more about the uh, the setting. You you were set. Was this in a hospital or a clinic? Uh, what was the the environment in which you were serving? Sure. Uh, so we were home base for us was a hospital, but we didn't do any of our clinics there. Each day we went out to a different site for clinic, and each site was a church, part of the Malagasy Lutheran Church. So it was anywhere from maybe a half hour away to a couple hours away. We'd go go into the church, set up clinic, kind of move the pews around a little bit so we can get some flow going and um, just set up there for the day then. What? Uh, tell me about your teammates that you served with and the ways that, uh, that they served on the team as well. For sure. Uh, it was an awesome group. We had a pretty big team from what I'm told. I think it was about 14 people and a lot of students, um, which was very cool um, in many different professions. And so you know, nursing students are able to get a lot of hands-on time, too, so they were able to work in triage or vitals, um, and everyone was able to serve. I mean, whether you had medical training or not, um, even if it was helping direct people on where to go, if you needed to go work in pharmacy, if you were actually filling prescriptions or if you were just restocking the pharmacy table because uh, you go through stuff pretty quickly, uh, there was definitely a role for everyone to fill. You mentioned other students who were there. Would you describe this as a valuable experience to you as a student in uh, in, in your chosen uh, career? I would. It, it definitely was meaningful to me. Like I said, I really appreciate the time to work with patients rather than being in the classroom like I am most of the time. And I look forward to when I am graduated and working, able to have time for Mercy Medical Teams or other ways to give back. So this was really cool for me to start doing as a student. What else did you learn about the people you served while you were in Madagascar? They work very, very hard. Um, It was very, very interesting to drive to the clinics and 
because we did clinics Tuesday through Saturday. And I mean, every day there, we would drive by either, whether it was um, more rural or more of a central town. I mean, these people were working very, very hard, but they were so kind. And I mean, we had anywhere from like 250 to 600 patients a day. And so if you can imagine a church just packed with that many people, plus more people outside, I mean, these people were so patient and so understanding. I mean, it was it was uh, very humbling. Did you learn anything about yourself while you were there? Uh, you really have to be ready to be flexible. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I would like to think I can be flexible, but you're always just tested in different ways. I mean, are you going to be in the position that you want to be? Are you going to enjoy the position? You're not really sure. I mean, are you going to... Is, this is the schedule for the day, but are you going to stick to that? Or is something going to come up? I mean, literally there were giant bumps in the road. I mean, we had a very bumpy ride to one of the <laughs> clinics. So uh, just being ready to be flexible is key. What did you learn? Uh, or did you learn anything about God's mercy and grace as you were sent on this team, uh, this mercy medical team? It was um, very cool to have hosts uh, in Madagascar, like I mentioned, we were staying at a hospital. They have a couple of guest houses. And Dr. Harrison and his wife, Des Moines, were our hosts. And to, they obviously, they live there in Madagascar. This is what they see every day. And so it was just incredible to see how much they care for these patients. And, I mean, this is a Christian Lutheran hospital that we stayed at. So unlike the government hospitals, they won't turn people away just because they can't pay. So just... Uh, things that we might not expect here in the U.S., you know, being turned away by a hospital. But uh, we were able to really see God's mercy at work in those kinds of ways. Any advice for those who may be considering serving on a Mercy Medical team in the future? Um, If you're considering it, definitely apply. And I would say go for it. I mean, you'll learn a lot about what uh, what it all entails. You can read a lot. Um, I would say even contact someone who's been on a Mercy Medical team. I did that before I went and um, got me really, really excited, even more so to go. And now you've all, uh, those who have attended a Mercy Medical team now have a secret handshake or something to so that you can identify one another in, <laughs> in your public <laughs> settings. Well, that thank you for sharing your story with us today, Emma. That is, uh, I, I'm so glad that you were able to serve on that team and that you're willing to share your story with others about serving on a Mercy Medical team and uh, what you learned while you were there and uh, the many people that you were able to serve. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Emma Simonson serving on the uh, the Madagascar team in July 2017. Now joining me in studio, Anne Gonzalez, Manager for Short-Term Mission Training and Engagement in the Office of International Mission for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you, Andy. First time in studio. You've it been is. here, what, a year now? And, oh, only uh, since October. Since October, so not quite a year yet. And uh, finally wrangled you in the studio here to talk about uh, your service on a Mercy Medical Team. Are, well, leading the uh, leading the training and, and equipping for the saints that are going on these Mercy Medical teams. And I understand you could sneak in on one. I do. I do. I'm very excited. In September, I'm actually going um, to West Africa on the Togo team. Um, the West Africa teams are new. Um, Steph Schulte, missionary nurse, and Molly Christensen, also missionary nurse, have just been deployed there for about a year. And so they have been working hard at getting 
um, teams to come to some of these West African nations where medical care is desperately needed. So Togo was the first. I'm going along with that one to learn and grow and serve myself and and see how I can better prepare people for their service on a Mercy Medical Team. And then the second one in West Africa is coming up in Burkina Faso in November, uh, November 2nd through the 12th. And so we are still actively looking for people to join that team in November. We So there are still spots open on this Correct. team and we would like to see those spots filled we so that would. we have a full team ready to go to yes. Burkina Faso. Now, uh, the... Uh, you're going on the, the, the team to Togo. We have a team going to Burkina Faso. And we have other teams also scheduled, uh, other trips scheduled um, later on in the year. Is that right? We have trips scheduled for 2018. 2018. Um, most of the 2018 trips are scheduled. We're still working out some dates for a few of them. Um, but if you go to lcms.org slash mercy teams, you can find all of the 2018 dates there as well. But the most pressing need is this trip, uh, Burkina Faso trip. And that is coming up... Uh, in November, is that right? Correct. The first part of November. But to get on that team, you need to start doing the work right now, doing the <laughs> preparation. Correct. Yes. Yes. Um, so for, for free people that are first-time participants, um, what they would need to do is go on the website um, and contact us for an application. And that website is? lcms.org slash mercy teams. lcms.org slash mercy teams. And we'll provide a link with today's audio archive as well. But lcms.org slash mercy teams, the place to start the application for this. Correct. Um, so the application is a pretty standard application. You know, you fill out things about your work history and your skills and give us some references. Um, once we get your references back, if everything checks out, um, my coworker, Aaron, does a, a brief interview with people. And then if it seems like it's a good fit, um, they fill out what's called a letter of intent. So basically this is returned with a... a kind of like when you sign with a major league team, right? Um, exactly like that. <laughs> Basically, it's just a letter saying, yes, I'm planning to do this, and here's my $100 deposit to go along with it. Now, uh, are there specific skill sets that we're looking for for these remaining spots on the Burkina Faso Mercy Medical Team? Well, we have a few nurses already on the team. Um, we would love to have another nurse join them, and that can be a registered nurse or an LPN. Um, that's all fine. Um, or other types of medical providers would be great, um, but a couple of the spots could also be filled by hardworking laypeople. Emphasis on the hardworking, as Emma shared. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you can go on an MMT and not work hard. It's just the way it goes. But as she shared, it's also a great joy to work with people and help meet their physical needs um, because these are folks that don't have regular access to medical care. Um, and it's always the care is always provided in cooperation with the local church. So sometimes there are physical needs we can't meet or there's nothing to be done. Um but always there's a spiritual need that people need to hear about Jesus. And this gives us the opportunity to share that good news. And to do so in partnership with the local church to help them uh, tell the good news of Jesus, especially in the language of the people exactly. there. Uh, as, as Emma pointed out, uh, <laughs> sometimes there's a language barrier, but uh, she was able to work around that and, and engaged and learned some phrases while she was there in Malagasy uh, yes. to, uh, to be able to uh, speak to those she was serving. 
partnering with a local church is really uh, significant when it comes to these Mercy Medical Teams. We're, we're coming, our teams are coming at the invitation of the, the local church, the, the local community to come and bring these, uh, these services. Absolutely. All of our short-term teams, medical or not, go at the request of the local church or the local ministries that we're working with. We don't just wake up one day and decide, hey, let's go do this. It's sure. always at, at somebody's, uh, a local invitation to meet an expressed need. What, um, who is on the ground at the, the site, uh, who's going to be helping with the Burkina Faso Mercy Medical Team? I, sure. Do we have some team members already there? Um, so Steph Schulte mm-hmm. and Molly Christensen, they are both uh, career missionary nurses in West Africa. So they are the ones that are on the ground, organizing it, working with the church partners, sorting through all of the bureaucracy of getting governmental permission mm-hmm. for these events. Um, in addition, we have a number of other missionaries who are serving in West Africa, and a lot of them will probably be sort of around helping out. Um, one of the interesting things in West Africa is that we have a double language barrier. So this is Francophone Africa. So the language of commerce and business is French, um, but yet not all people speak French. A lot of them speak local Tribal languages. languages. Tribal languages, mm-hmm. yes. And so we can get translators from the tribal languages to French, but those same translators can't necessarily do French to English. And so that's where some of the, the local so, missionaries are going to come and help out because they speak French. And so they can they can help communicate across that double language barrier. So bonus points if you have French speaking skills. Of any kind. Absolutely. Of any kind. French, Wolof, Creole, uh, any of those, huh? Bring those yes, skills. Br- but it's not required. <laughs> Just bonus points. <laughs> bonus points. That's exactly. right. And the points don't really matter. So <laughs> Burkina Faso uh, team going in November. Now's the time to apply. Do that on the website. Once you do the application, that comes into the team here to the director, Aaron Alter, and uh, and the, the team in short-term missions here to take a look at that and and make a good match of the, the applicants to the team and get that team together and, and then also equip them with, a as, as Emma pointed out, that list of resources as well to help you prepare for that. Yes. So once somebody signs on, sends in their letter of intent and says, yes, I'm going, Aaron hands them back over to me and I work with them on the logistics of getting there. So that's everything from connecting them with our travel agent to get them on the flights to get there to getting their visas also some of the 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 spiritual preparation of you know and the practical preparation of here are some resources that you could engage with to help prepare you for your service Um, in addition i'm assisted by for just about every team a trained team leader so for this team that is pastor michael awe who served on a number of mercy medical teams um, previously, and so he's going to be the team leader. Um, typically, there's also a chaplain that accompanies the team, and so those those leaders um, also help prepare the team and get them ready for what they're going to be doing, and then leading them and checking in with them as they serve. It's my understanding that each team has, uh, while they're on the on the ground, in and when they're going out and serving, there's plenty of times of prayer while they're they're there, and uh, times for uh, God's word and worship. Absolutely, there's there's usually morning and evening devotions, um, but also, you know, the day opens with prayer. They join the local church on Sunday for worship. Um, there's definitely uh, lots of opportunities to to be in God's word and to work through what they're experiencing in light of the promises that God gives us. Hmm. What a 
I'm sure it, it, you know a, a unique experience to to go and serve our brothers and sisters on another continent uh, with, as you said, double language barrier. Um, but yet, how God's word transcends that to gather together in um, around God's word and to to uh, to pray to to uh, to worship at the the local church and uh, see how. God's word, his, his grace and mercy transcends all of those things that, that we uh, humans struggle with as barriers. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, before I, before I came here, I actually served it, not right before, um, for my DC internship, I served in Taiwan for two and a half years and got to travel around Asia. And there were lots of times I was in churches where I didn't understand anything of what was going on. And yet the forgiveness of sins was there. God's word was being proclaimed and we were truly brothers and sisters in Christ. And I was welcomed as such, even if we couldn't communicate. Thanks be to God for things like hymnals and liturgy <laughs> Amen. that help us, you know, as we, it, it, and uh, like the small catechism as we, we pray that, uh, you know, daily we pray the, uh, the, uh, the 10 commandments, the creed and the Lord's prayer, those things that, that occur in the liturgy as well, that, um, <laughs> when we're gathered with with saints in a, who whose language is different than ours, we can still follow along and and be reminded of of God's grace thanks to the rhythm of things like the liturgy right. that help or us with that hymns that we share in common. Mm-hmm. I mean, joy to the world is joy to the world, <laughs> the world over. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the the language may be. Yes. Do typically do uh, participants who serve on Mercy Medical teams do they do uh, individual fundraising for uh, to prepare for this team or some may pay their uh, pay out of pocket their their own way for these uh, Mercy Medical teams? We do see it both ways, mm-hmm. um, but we we definitely encourage folks that maybe think they can't afford to do it themselves to reach out to the community surrounding them. You know, typically we find that churches and family and friends are very willing to help be a sender for mm-hmm. this sort of thing. Um, and so we do provide some some resources about um, fundraising um, because there is, there's the cost of airfare and then there's the cost of the, the ground fee, which covers basically all of the expenses um, when they arrive for food, housing, uh, transportation, the clinic costs, things like that. Sure. If we're going to serve our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, we don't want to go with the expectation that they need to pay for everything to, while, while we're there. So, uh, you know, we as, as individuals, as members of those teams, uh, take on those responsibilities. And what a privilege it would be to, as a congregation, to support a servant, to send a servant, to go and extend uh, these gifts of God's grace and mercy and through acts of mercy um, to people around the world. Absolutely. As a congregation, uh, if if someone in your congregation steps up and says, "I am," you know, I would like to go serve on a Mercy Medical Team, uh, particularly one in November going to Burkina Faso. <laughs> as a congregation, uh, step up and and say, "Yes, we'd be glad to support you with the however the the Lord enables us to support you." Yes, yes, and that would be a huge blessing to those who want to go and serve. Some people have time. Some people can help send through prayer, encouragement, mm-hmm. and financial support. Absolutely. And thanks be to God for those people like Emma who have the gift of time. Um, I'm not sure how she has the gift of time as a grad student. I, uh, When she said she was a grad student, I, I wasn't quite sure how she meant she had time. But but thanks be to God that, that her circumstances allowed her to do that. And what a valuable learning experience for her as well. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, it's it's interesting. We have one one pastor who serves as a chaplain, um, and his congregation has come to the point of saying, you know, we can't pay you a lot of money. We're a small congregation, but we can give you the time to go and serve the larger church without that coming out of your vacation time. And um, so he's um, he's actually the chaplain going on the team to Togo with me um, coming up in September. What a blessing. You know, the, what a great way for a congregation to look at their, their gifts, their assets, uh, the gifts that God has blessed them with and said, you know, our needs aren't great, Pastor. We can afford for you to be away for some time and go and serve others uh, in, in another country country and another continent uh, and and those serve the servants too as a chaplain and yes, uh, yes. very wise of that congregation and thanks be to God for them. We only have about uh, about 20 seconds left. Uh, we want to send to the website lcms.org slash mercy teams. Is that right? Correct. Very good. That's the place to check it out. Ann Gonzalez, manager for short-term mission training and engagement at LCMS Office of International Mission and fellow DCE, I might add. Thanks so much, Ann, for being here today. Thanks for having me. Hope that uh, that as those folks who are listening and considering this, we have some saints who step up and are ready to go serve in Burkina Faso. Thy Strong Word up next, guest host, the Reverend Charles Henriksen. You're listening to Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is needed for Faith and Family to continue. Our address is 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can contact us on the web and download Faith and Family at KFUO.org. Worldwide KFUO, on the air, online, and on demand.